0: You are listening to KYRS Medical Lake, Spokane, 88.1 and 92.3 FM, and this is Outspoken. You are back. With us.
1: With us on another it's a beautiful sunday it's it's gorgeous it's gorgeous it's cold
0: i heard someone okay you're gonna hate this Um, oh good i'm excited yeah i heard somebody say uh instead of gorgeous gorgina that was that was their word for uh who
1: who said uh, this (laughs) who i want name and address
0: no someone who's not my friend anymore apparently (laughs) no but uh yeah that that was that apparently that's that's the thing that they tried to make happen gorgina it's so so gorgina out there. and here i'll get
1: this you know you want to you know women power that's awesome but I just don't say that in my presence. Yeah, ever, ever, like, never, Gorgina. Don't do that. It's, it's, what is what? It's, yeah, I'm. I'm sorry, you broke me. I can't do that. <laughs> yeah, this is too much. You're
0: out. You're leaving. <laughs> okay. Women sorry are beautiful. It, but... I love
1: them, but let what?
0: Yeah, but maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe let's not say Gorgina about right. you know the weather and stuff. I'm what? trying
1: to think of how we can use. Penis, but uh, <laughs> I mean, I can think of ways, but um, so, <laughs> hey, now you uh, know how you know you're on our show that last conversation. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's <laughs> how, that, I
0: mean, that's that's typical of our show. We started that off like is, that is
1: this is love it. listen, we're this is going to be a fun show. We have uh, in the first hour, we are going to be speaking with the editor in chief of Out Magazine. Do you know it's the largest United States uh, men's gay men's magazine? Yeah, um, I'm excited because I want to talk to him about it. Out has a history of going back and forth, which with being LGBT and then saying we're going to be a gay men's fashion magazine, LGBT, gay men's fashion. And it's like an internal struggle there. And I'm fascinated by it because it's like we're apologizing that, listen, you have men's magazines, Mm -hmm. you have women's magazines, you have magazines that specify. I don't think it's making us uh, bad gay people to have a gay men's magazine. Um, No. But it's an interesting conversation that I just found in reading the history of, of Out. Uh, found that to be fascinating so interested in talking to him he's going to be on in the first hour uh, the rest of the show is you and i have not had a chance to really just sit down and talk about things going on
0: yeah we're just going to sit and talk really yeah we're going to have gonna our, our away. A, like
1: a coffee conversation we're going to talk mm-hmm, about mm-hmm. Uh, politics what's going on now the caucuses are tomorrow yes. in iowa it's a big deal um
0: turning point for the for the for the whole political race right now,
1: exactly. So, I mean, we have those going on. We have we want to talk about some uh, the Super Bowl. Yes, uh, of course, going to San Francisco. Very California has LGBT rights all over the state. But then next year, heading Houston. to Houston. Mm-hmm. It's very controversial. People have asked the NFL to maybe check the cities they're in to make sure they are all inclusive for all fans. NFL has refused to do that in Houston. Hello, we just dealt with the whole hero thing and the repeal of Come all those the, the protections exactly. for our LGBT exactly. people in Houston. Yeah. Um, and especially they built, based it all on letting trans people use the bathroom, bathroom that bills. is associated mm-hmm. with the sex that they are um, and that they identify with. Exactly. Uh, we have a bill like that in our very state that's going, there's quite a number of bills. And so we're going to talk about how you still need to pay attention even after because things can be taken away. So anyways, it's going to be lots of politics, lots of just us talking. We're going to continue the conversation on Macklemore's white privilege, too, um, because it's
0: important. And okay. so,
1: you know, just talking a lot. Just and talking a lot. And we're going to talk about some things we did this mm-hmm. week. How about that?
0: How about that? Okay, okay. my turn now. Nope. So we, nope. Uh, <laughs> we we this, this week, you nice. and I went out and uh saw a show uh sorted lives we saw a quarter a couple of shows we did see actually a couple of shows were you going to say a quarter of a show uh, i meant to yeah it didn't come out right a quarter so of a show. a show we only just stayed for the first half of the first act mm-hmm. um yeah we saw sorted lives uh let's start there at civic theater if you want to go check it out uh it's running for a few weeks that's it's going to be wednesday through sunday so you can really go see it anytime it's it's it was hilarious it was. You said it was much different than the film uh, and the show. I but. would say
1: I wouldn't say much different, but I will say the movie a lot. Yep. It's a cult classic, especially yes. in the LGBT community. Um, but the movie, you get something out of the play that you don't get mm-hmm. uh, when you're watching the movie. The movie is very funny, very everything, and there's poignant moments. But the play yeah. has this perfect balance between um, poignant moments and you know, and the humor itself. Right. we were dying it was hysterical it was
0: hysterical there was there were moments when you weren't really sure what was going on on stage anyways so mm-hmm. you know you, you just you just had to laugh it well, off. well
1: and it was the uh their kind of work stage downstairs mm-hmm. where they workshop certain uh projects that they don't have up on the main stage because uh the play we saw a few weeks mm-hmm. ago is still on the main stage at it the is
0: exhibit. yes liaison <laughs> danger yes, still Laisons. there
1: um so this is of the downstairs stage it's a different uh environment I mean yes. it's Playing to four sides,
0: which I found was interesting. I've yeah. never, ever, ever experienced playing to four. I've never experienced a stage like that, right? Which is, which is always an experience, yeah. especially coming from we have both been actors.
1: Yes. I've directed, and then yeah. of course an audience member. It uh, it's different, but I will say, you know, we talked a little bit about it last week. It's a uh, black comedy mm-hmm. about white trash, but it's also very poignant, and I appreciated this because. The monologues of the main character or the son of the main uh, one of the main cast is Ty. And yeah. he's dealing with coming out to his mother, who is a very southern. Um, the women in this play are absolutely hysterical and spot on right. with their characters. And there's this poignant side of this kid trying to figure out, you know, he lives his life in New York. Mm-hmm. He lives as an out gay man. And yet he still has this. Balance because as an actor he doesn't feel comfortable coming right, out right. and he's not out to his parents. And the scene that's worth it is when he finally wants his mother to stand and face his sexuality, and it's hysterical,
0: right? She she does, and then she just goes overboard. <laughs> she, goes she goes crazy. It's you're gonna have to see it and do. And, and go down and experience. I do,
1: this. you know. I do want to say that yeah. all, like I said, all of the women in this play were just above par, and just spot on. Yes, and well, this is what I like. So I've been in community mm-hmm. theater. Mm-hmm. You have. I've been in it for twenty something years, and I can tell you, in different communities from yep. Tulsa, Wenatchee, and all of that, I will tell you there. Playhouses are interesting because you can go watching. It's it's community theater, and you're watching your neighbors up there, and yeah. it's an, it's fun. But you know how much fun it is when you can get lost in the characters because it's they have really developed them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I really feel that they did this on this play. I think so too, it, yeah.
0: and and they nailed. You know, Southern women, they nailed those characters uh, from from the big hair, as we know, the style, the way they walk, the way they talk and just just their interactions were so good. And uh, and I'm trying to remember one of the ones
1: I uh, sissy, Yeah. Laura Lynn Lulu Stafford. Brilliant. It's just yeah. brilliant. She so embodied her character that it was just fun to watch her. And then, so she yes. set this up. And then when her sisters come in, it is, to, or her sister, or not her sister, I'm sorry, her nieces. Her nieces, yes. Come in, this this trio of women who really have this crazy Southern relationship. So yeah. it was fun. <laughs> yeah. um, Ty was played by John Michael Collins, and he was uh, he was wonderful and I don't know. I just couldn't say enough. I didn't know what to expect walking into mm-hmm, this play. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say I was very pleasantly survi- uh, surprised. surprised yeah. And director Lance Babbitt deserves a lot of uh, credit for that. So I don't know. It's fun to get back out there and see yeah. real, like, get your real teeth production. into these things. Yes, I was exactly, having a conversation exactly. with your boyfriend and I said, I, I really could see him do yeah. like a show like that. You know, playing something, if, if it was a different world and John Michael Collins hadn't done mm-hmm. such a great job, mm-hmm. I could see him doing those things. There are, if you're out there in the community, there are some fun things to get involved with There's that a lot, yeah. are quality because that play was crazy. So anyways, mm-hmm. it is still running if you have a chance to go get tickets. Uh, we highly recommend it. So yes,
0: please see it. Please, And then, you know what? Tell, tell us what you think of the play. I would love to hear other people's... Um, descriptions of the play I mean, right and critiques. how they're
1: yeah their experience yeah. so it's kind of fun um so yeah sorted lives it's, it's del shores plus the sequel is being uh about to be shot or being shot right now mm-hmm. you can't
0: remember. Leslie Jordan was in the original it's gonna be fun it's gonna so, be so fun exactly. check it out another thing you and I saw uh this week of course book of mormon it is yes. here it's still here today it's here the last showing is tonight at 7 30 so go see it uh, it was amazing. It was yeah. so much fun, and it, I mean, of course, nine Tony Award winner, best Worth musical, every part of it. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. This is how you know it's, it's high
1: praise that's coming, and to have it in town is amazing. To yes. have it, however, returned to Spokane mm-hmm. is even amazing. But do you know what the 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 real like status is being judged by? Is that Kurt came with yes. his husband. Yeah. So you came with Cole, I came with a friend and then uh, Kurt came with uh, his husband and Kurt loved it and said at the end, that went by so fast. It was like every moment was so much fun. Right. And this is this is Kurt <laughs> who from sits Kurt.
0: through a musical and is like, when is it over? And it's yes. just the first song yes. and you're like, Kurt, just Trying to figure down. out if he can sneak out
1: early yeah. <laughs> and he'll start with excuses like, you know, I get up really early. Yeah, so right. <laughs> maybe it's okay if I go and then yeah. you guys could stay.
0: <laughs> All of a sudden, he didn't have to get up early for this no. one. It was, it was good. <laughs> Listen, if you haven't seen Book of Mormon, it is
1: um, like I I think we were we were ready to die. Yeah. You've seen it before, <laughs> yeah. but we were like doubled over in our seats. The humor is irreverent mm-hmm. and it, it's just funny. It's so funny. It's, it's just, hilarious.
0: Yeah. It's a good time. You go there and you know, you don't you don't expect a lot of things, but mm-hmm. Uh I will have to say the characters did a very good job. Uh, they did. Just just beautiful. Elder Cunningham. Wow. I'm in love with You're Elder in love Cunningham. With him. Yeah. Like I would marry
1: Elder Cunningham. Yeah. So He's because <laughs> his part his character was brilliant. Mm-hmm. So if you don't know, of course, it deals with these uh these young Mormons. Mormons go on a two year mission when they hit uh adulthood and they send them across the world. Yes. Well, this is a group of them have graduated from the little training and they're going on their 2-year mission, which is what you do when you're a Mormon. Yeah. And they get sent to Africa and it's just hysterically yeah. wrong. It's it is not a good
0: Not a good time for them. Good time for us. Not a good time time for for them. Now, I'm an (laughs) eavesdropper. Yeah.
1: And I can listen to 80 conversations around me because I like to pull information from people. I've always been that way. And I'm listening to, we have some friends uh, in the media community from KXLY who are right behind us in it. And I hear one of the guys say, which is my favorite thing, you kind of said something like that earlier, which is, I didn't know what to
0: expect, but this is awesome. Yeah. Right. I'm like, there, just put that on a poster. And that's it. And there you go. That's it. So you know, my favorite part was when you open up the the playbill. You open up the program, and in there there's there's advertising for the actual Book of Mormon from the the Mormon Church. From the yeah, from the LDS Church, the Church of Latter Day Saints. Yeah, LSD. The, and LDS. there's
1: like LDS. LDS How about that? LSD is different. Huh.
0: <laughs> Same thing, so, really, though. What do like, you think about it? Right. <laughs> there's three
1: full page ads. Yeah. And one of the things we tell we we're talking to each other is like, do they know? Yeah, <laughs> what well, Book of Mormon? They, they'd is? have to.
0: I think they'd have to. <laughs>
1: I think they're like, hey, make fun of us. It's a hit show. Great yeah. excuse. I know Yeah, people get, get in, in there, yeah. but it's like saying it's and they're saying things like, hey, if you like the show, the book's better. Exactly. Yeah. So have it was a little now? like, yeah, oh, that's interesting. Okay. Well, I'm going to go back to the show. Yeah. They're, now. <laughs> keep in mind, just like you know, it's written by the guy who wrote the book for uh, Avenue Q, and by of course the two creators of South Park. Yes. So. Know that it's, if you know either of those shows at all, it's going to be risque, risque, and it's going to be controversial. So you go in just with an open mind to have fun, and it's not by any means going to be PC. No. Oh, God. So go in knowing that and just have fun. It was... I'm sorry, I would see that play 8,012 times. It's a good one. It's but 8,013, one. No, don't know, but 8,012, yes. 8,012, yeah. I have my lines. Um, <laughs> and it's a great, I mean, hello. I And then remember, those. the cast from Book of Mormon then went out on Thursday night to yeah. Nine Bar and Bistro, and they did a fundraiser to help both Spokane Ain'ts Network as well as Broadway Cares. And from what I hear, it was phenomenal. And I do believe sold mm. out. So thank you to everybody who supported two amazing organizations and of course especially our local mm-hmm. Spokane Aids network that's really cool that they went into that they did the musical hair so i all in all i just they come to town and they do wonderful things they do so let's bring them more let's yeah. always
0: have them so let's always have them here right so remember music.
1: things like that are always coming to mm-hmm. spokane so yes. support the local theaters in town and support the communi- the um, convention center and the inb you know
0: cuz they bring good things for yes, us. West Coast, West Coast, Entertainment, Coast Entertainment is mm-hmm. always
1: bringing it. So these are great things in Spokane that we love to remind you are
0: out there. So. Another good thing that is out there in Spokane. Coming February 28th is the Red Ribbon Gala. It is a uh, Spokane AIDS Network uh big fundraiser of the year. It's It's it, it, their biggest it's the Oscar viewing party essentially. Mm-hmm. And uh, 4.30 to 9.30, it's going to be at the uh, Washington Cracker Company building, where Terrain is.
1: That's 304 West Pacific. Now, you and I are hosting. We are. We're really excited about that. And we have just released the first of four uh, promo videos, because we like doing it, um, about this. The first video is out now. We're going to have Kurt put it on our Facebook page. Yes. It already is on mine, (laughs) because... You know, I want to yeah. <laughs> do that. Um, so it's a great thing. You and I get to have fun in front of the we camera, do. which we, we love. And we get to remind you, come out and watch our crazy antics on stage and do some good for our Spokane AIDS network. This mm-hmm. is the 18th annual, I believe. It is the 18th annual. So the annual. 18th year in a row, they have a silent auction. It's going to be catered. And we're going to watch the Oscars. And you and I are going to comment the whole Yes. On it. So I'm really excited about all of that. Um, There's even more to talk to you about, but before we get into
0: that, um, we're going to take a quick break. We are going to take a quick break. It's going to be, it is going to be a song from uh, the Book of Mormon. Now, I wanted to play uh, a song called Hasadiga Ibawai. Uh, if you see that, if I'm not going okay, to not gonna do it, I'm not going to do it. I'm like, if, I love that song. Don't play if it. If you see the show, go see it. You'll know what Hasadigai, Diga what means, you'll understand why phrase. we want to want to play it. Uh, but because I can't <laughs> play that song, as we said, it's not PC. We'll play. Hello. Probably one of two PC songs in the whole right. Musical. And FCC <laughs> compliant. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so here we go. Back with KYRS Medical, Lake Spokane, eighty-eight point one and ninety-two point three FM. This Wait. is Outspoken. Hello, we are back. <laughs> Hello, that has
1: to be. I love that. That's the first musical song I think we've played on our show, but you know, it works for me. Yeah, it's, hey, it's I'm, the best thing. You
0: know what? We might as well.
1: Outspoken has been taking a great deal of pride in not only our show for the last three years, but in spotlighting recently some of the LGBT community that helped shape the media. That we as gay people get to experience and that we have more of a voice in over the past few decades. And uh, of course we had on the editor-in-chief of The Advocate about a month ago. And it is only appropriate that we uh, bring in -in editor-in-chief of Out Magazine currently, Aaron Hicklin, to the program. Aaron, are you there?
2: I am. Thank you so much for having me.
1: Well, thank you. We hope you enjoyed our little musical interlude while you waited. <laughs> How on could hold. I resist? <laughs> <laughs> it's impossible. I'm so I saw it for the first time. We have to I mean, hello. So <laughs> Aaron, let's start with, you know, we talk a lot on our show about uh, you know, gay media. The because we're just excited that for the last few decades we have LGBT media out there. Can we start with your beginnings and your getting involved in I mean, such an uh, iconic magazine as out.
2: Well, thank you for saying that. Um, I, I like to think it is iconic um, and, and that, the, the, you know, the editors and the, the people I work with have played a part in, in making it so. Um, uh, you know, my story is that I, I left, um, you know, I, I left university uh, in the early 90s wanting to go into journalism, and um, and in fact, I did start my career in, in Scotland uh, in the in the Scottish press, a newspaper called The Scotsman, Um, and I really had, you know, what is now increasingly hard to find, which is a a very sort of all-rounded education as a journalist in in which they would literally have you spend six months on this desk and then six months on that desk and then sometime uh, being a foreign correspondent, um, education, health all the different areas of national life. Um, so it was an incredible um, experience for, for a young guy, a young, guy, young anyone. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I spent six years in Scotland on that newspaper um, and finally ended up in the, in the features um, section, the Weekend magazine, um, which I really enjoyed uh, because I got to meet a lot of interesting and talented and creative people, um, heroes and icons of mine, um, I got to travel to some extraordinary places. And um, along the way, I was invited to the U.S. um, to work on a magazine that was launching in New York. Um, Oddly, a a, a men's magazine, like a sort of almost, uh, uh, in some ways, a little like the sort of Maxim FHM school of magazines, but Mm -hmm. but smarter. Um, It was founded by Bob Guccione Jr., who Mm -hmm. created Spin Magazine. Um, And I I came out and and found myself in the world of, of American media, um, and after bouncing around from a few, a few different titles, uh, I was in, in, invited to apply for the position of editor at Out. That was ten years ago, and I have to say, um, there's been an extraordinary change in, in the landscape of, uh, of, you know, of our world and culture, as well as the LGBT media, um, which in a sense tracks that evolution, um, and perhaps to some extent predicts that evolution too. Um, but when I Came to out. I have to say, it was a tough call to leave behind what might loosely be termed mainstream media. Though I don't mm-hmm. like that that terminology. Um, it implies, that in some some ways, LGBT media is lesser than or, or not accessible. But uh, you know, leaving it in a sense uh, mass media um, for something that was niche and specific. Um, I you know I worried that I might be. You know cutting myself off from um, you know a different future right um, sort of and also from a, a bigger platform mm-hmm. uh, in some ways the opposite has happened and that's something that I've been very proud of and excited to be part of in which you know the concerns and issues of LGBT life have become mainstreamed um, and every national uh, magazine and newspaper now covers those issues as if they are of General interest to their audience, um, and in some ways, I think magazines like Out um, help pioneer that. Um, for a start, by being um, uh, very transparent uh, and not in and not in a sense closeted about their their mission, right, um, right. Uh, you know, in, in attracting stellar talent, um, really great writers and photographers, um, and and being good storytellers. Um, you know, we we proved that those stories were powerful. Um, and popular and important, um, and I think you know the rest of the media caught on and, and recognised that that our readers were their readers too. Um, so that has been the biggest transition. I mean, the fact that we could have, um, and I don't sorry if I'm talking too long here, but the fact that we could have the President of the United States on the cover of our December issue. Yes. Right, um, yeah. it, it reflects an extraordinary journey um, and one. That um, was inconceivable when I started. But mm-hmm. we would have to sort of knock on doors and be rebuffed all the time um, when we were asking uh, non-LGBT people to to appear on our cover, right.
1: right? Which, for decades, of course, before is it would would have been such a ostracizing yeah, decision. So now mm-hmm. it's come so far. I mean, people wait every year for the you know Out 100. You know, that's that's my favorite issue always, and to come that far. In LGBT media at at all, but even in just starting a magazine, you know, is amazing. And the history of Out, like any media outlet, is going to be kind of up and down and and everywhere. And like everything has been sold and, and bought by different people over the years. One of the things that intrigues me is always it seems like the same question and go back and forth on it is, okay? are we an LGBT magazine? Wait, are we are going to own that we're a gay men's magazine and it's this back and forth. And we act like, like for some reason, is there more weight to that dialogue because we're in the LGBT movement or, I mean, cause you can go out and have GQ and Esquire and, you know, men's magazines in the mass media. And we never think twice about that, right. but we have to. And, you know, and the identity of out has been this back and forth over the years of, you know, rebranding each, each way can you talk yeah. to us a little bit about that conversation and, and that, you know, that line of dialogue?
2: I can. I mean, I think, you know, um, uh, when the magazine was founded uh, by Michael Goff, uh, it, was, it was radical in its way because it was one of the first, it probably was the first LGBT title to say, we're going to celebrate um, our, our identity. We're going to celebrate um, being LGBT um, it was very inclusive. Um, it really did have, for example, uh, uh, content that was very clearly targeted at, at different um, different readerships. You know, there were there were lesbian fashion shoots in there and cover stars, uh, as well as you know, gay men and, to a lesser extent, um, transgender subjects. I think that's been one of the big shifts in in the yes, last decade since absolutely. I got there. It was certainly present before, but not as much. Um, but it was, you know, it, was, it was a fully inclusive LGBT title in many ways. Um, by the time I arrived, it had really become more of a gay men's title, and I, I didn't initially think that there was a powerful reason to change that. Mm-hmm. Um, partly because I, I do think um, you know, that, there are, that as a magazine, it is very hard to be everything to everyone. Yes. Um, and it's, it's, there are very few magazines that broadly appeal to men and women yeah um, I mean there are some and it's not impossible um and that doesn't mean that in out we 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 do not try to be fully representative um I think in this year's out one hundred twenty of the out one hundred were transgender, forty right. were women mm-hmm. um you know that was pretty um diverse um and of course we we try to be reflective of of uh, you know of of, of um Color and right. you know ethnic backgrounds too. It's a it's something that's become, um, I think, much more um, uh, important for editors to be conscious mm-hmm. of and to try and be um, inclusive in ways that, you know, I think we considered less critical in the '90s when just being gay was what we were right. trying to do as a magazine. Um, you know, what, what did that mean? And I think now we're much more conscious of what it means to be. Um, LGBT and black or LGBT and Latino um, or, or, you know, simply, um, uh, you know, um, a female reader of the magazine. And that's something um, that I think is reflective in the special issues we do in particular, um, like the Out 100. Mm -hmm. But broadly, when it comes to something like uh, fashion editorials or our cover stars, we tend Mm -hmm. to skew towards our male readers. Um, and, there, you know, there, there, there are, of course, magazines like Curve that yeah. are specifically directed, targeted at women. And yeah, sure. I think, um, you know, I think it has been helpful in defining our identity to recognize that most of the people buying the magazine um, have historically been men. Sure, um, right.
0: absolutely. Well, and, and, and over time, I mean, this magazine has been around for a few decades now. And like like we've been talking about, the, the scene of, you know, the LGBT community in that time over history has changed. How has the magazine changed with the times of, you know, the LGBT community? And how has the magazine changed the community? I mean, it's the largest uh, LGBT magazine in circulation in the United States. So how has the effect of the magazine actually helped the LGBT community as well?
2: You know, I think, um, I think one of the things that I'm, I'm particularly proud to have been part of uh, is really uh, encouraging and engaging um, people uh, who have mainstream visibility, mm-hmm. um, people in Hollywood in particular, but also in uh, in the music and entertainment industry who are not LGBT, to see um, magazines like Out as a legitimate place to um, to to be represented, um, and and that you know going back again to the Obama cover, that's something that wasn't a given when I started. Um, I think um, prior to me, they they did have. Um, non-LGBT p- people on the cover. Mm-hmm. Yep. But it was very hard to get them to agree to do it. Um, often it was it was couched as, this is the straight issue. Can we have uh-huh. Keanu Reeves on the cover, please? <laughs> um, by the time I got there, we were trying to change that because we realized that, you know, we are part of this world. We're not um, siphoned off into this little corner here where mm-hmm. all our interests are defined strictly at, um, through and by through the prism of LGBT. Um, our readers are just as interested in Lady Gaga or Madonna yeah. Yeah. or Adele, for that matter, as a straight reader might be. Um, and, it, you know, I think the magazine really um, found um, a place in um, attracting um, all those people that I just mentioned to, you know, to be photographed for the cover. And therefore, um, to say something very important, which is, you know, that we recognize... Um, we recognise the value of you, um, the LGBT community, mm-hmm. to us um, as someone who supports and, and buys our music or goes and right. sees our movies. Um, you know, it, it was beyond being—it was beyond patronising um, the audience. It was—it was sort of acknowledging them, and that's something that's really become a huge current. Um, you know, both through um, uh, through the entertainment industry and television and, and Hollywood, of seeing um, you know straight celebrities, um, uh, com- increasingly not only comfortable, but enthusiastic about um, uh, about their LGBT audience.
1: Exactly. And I want to ask you a question, you know, uh, to follow up on Sergey's question and then you talking about kind of how culture has ebbed and flowed and how Out has stayed with that ebb and flow. How hard is it, even on our show, which is, of course, way smaller scale than something the size of Out magazine, you always have critics. You always have people who say this, this, and this. And as you said in the opening, it's hard to be everything to everyone. As an editor who has been in the game now for, for a while, where do you? how do you draw the right, like take the right moves out of those and learn to filter out that you're just always going to have someone not liking what you do? How do you as an editor of such a, a large magazine help to make those shifts and to understand what the wise decisions are and what you need to just ignore? How? What's that job like?
2: I think it's about trusting your instincts. And, and some of that just comes with time. Um, you know, I've, I've been at the magazine for 10 years. Um, so I've become more confident in, in following those instincts. Um, at the same time, also understanding that when people have criticisms, they're sometimes legitimate, and you should listen to them um, and draw the lessons from those. Um, and, um, you know, I think that's about, you know, humility as well and a certain modesty. But um, ultimately, I, I have always felt that the magazine we are creating, um, that, you know, the team that, uh, that I have put together or that work with me, it's not a one-man show, of course, um, have to create the magazine and the website that they would want to read. Um, and not be too distracted by who is the who's the target reader, reader right. who's the audience. Um, you could really tie yourself in, up and not doing that. And I think there's really simple ways of working out if a story um, is going to work. And, and that's is it interesting to me? Is it interesting to the people around me? Um, and good storytelling is always going to be at the heart of, of what you do, LGBT or otherwise. Exactly. Um, so just being faithful to that, telling good stories, being curious and and intrigued by the world around you.
1: So tell us, as we begin to wrap up, tell us what's exciting coming from Out Magazine for the readers, new readers, as well as, as the faithful, loyal fans of the past. What's coming that we should be excited about? Or, you know, what does Out have on its horizon?
2: You know, a big part of what we're we're focused on right now is is digital, um, and it's, sure. about to, mm. you know, it's, it's about how to, you um, know, it's about how to expand our our horizons um, and our reach in a way. Uh, one of the exciting things about digital that um, I would say is less true of um, some of those mainstream magazines we were talking about earlier is that if you're an, an LGBT title um, like Out. Um, it had the, the digital revolution had the capacity to you know, multiply your audience a thousandfold oh, yeah. around the world um, to parts of the world where you know a, a confident, transparent title like Out just couldn't possibly exist. Um, and I, I'm really excited about the fact that people um, in other countries who have, do, do not have the civil rights we enjoy get to access um, the LGBT landscape through Out.com. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's really what we're focused on um, now and, and going forward. Um, and in a way, it's inevitable that while the magazines, I think, the thing that gives identity to everything we do, the web is where um, we reach the largest audience.
1: So, you
2: know, video, um, podcasts, um, that's something that we're looking at um, increasingly. I mean, we already do some video, but how we, how do we expand that? Um, I mean, all media now, um, all those sort of barriers are sort of falling away um, between uh, those different uh, uh, different media. Mm-hmm. So yeah. no longer this is TV, this is radio, this is print. It's all one thing. Yes. And I find that very exciting and challenging. Um, sure. If sure. only we had the resources to, you know, to, to do it all, mm-hmm. um, I would do it tomorrow. But it's a step-by-step <laughs> process. And, and that's that's what you're going to see in the coming years is, is magazines sort of reaching sure. into yeah. those other areas.
0: Right. And evolving as time goes. Well, thank you yeah. so much for taking time out of your Sunday uh, to talk with us on Outspoken and our listeners have definitely been very excited to hear this uh, interview from, from you. So Aaron Hicklin,
1: thank you And I you love so com anyway. So yeah, yes. so this is exciting, yeah. sir.
2: Keep up the thank amazing you.
1: work you do for our community.
2: Well, uh, thank you for the work you do too. Um, you know, it's uh it's a vibrant um, LGBT media. I think is, has never been as um, really as as important yeah. as it is now. When we really can um, influence, um, you know, have an, have a global influence, and mm-hmm. people can access things digitally um, from your show to to the magazine, and and that's really um, that's that's a game changer.
1: I completely agree. Well, thank you, sir. We're going to continue this conversation, and I have a feeling talk to you in the future some more. So, thank you for being without spoken.
2: Thank you. <laughs> bye bye.
1: And that was editor-in-chief of Out Magazine, Aaron Hicklin. I don't know a gay person who doesn't at least know what Out Magazine is.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I have it, it on my it, coffee table at it, home yes. currently. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I I look at it all the time. That is, I mean... You know, you know those few websites and few magazines you always kind of have on your bookmarks. You go to them, you check in every once in a while. Yeah, that out is absolutely on the top. And can I be honest? Fashion forward, and I love that. That's what. So it
1: always makes me think of you. Yeah. And I mean, I read it and I love it, but Mm. I always think of you in it because it's so fat, and you're just fashion, right? And I will be honest. So I have this new coat. That this is new to me, and I've been wearing. And yeah. I wore it for the first time a few weeks ago, and you noticed it, yes, and said something which made me go, "Oh my god!" But can I tell you where yeah. the inspiration to dig it out? Because it's a coat I got from my dad yes. before my dad died. It's it a hangs in coat. my hangs mm-hmm. in my closet. I was reading an Out <sighs> magazine, and I saw one of their very sexy models, oh, wow. who had the long gray
0: P- kind yeah, of peacoat, yeah,
1: peacoat, yeah. and a scarf. And I remembered it's hanging in my closet. So oh, I got it out you. from Out inspired me. And then when Sergey, because you're my fashion guru uh, guy that I go to, when <laughs> Sergey said something, I'm like, I'm, I'm never not wearing this
0: coat.
2: Oh,
1: never. Look so at see, you. See? It was the Sergey Out connection <laughs> that made me more fashionable. And it's
0: a great coat. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah, you look so good in it. But I love it. Out
1: Magazine, I love that they mm-hmm. are fashion entertainment I lifestyle magazine love for gay men. But they also do great things like he said, exactly. special issues like, Uh, president Barack Obama on the cover in December and the out 100, which we actually get a lot of our guests from their list. We go through it and say, okay, let's Mm -hmm. reach out to Mm -hmm. them and them and them. And it's a very, I really enjoy that a lot. They do get a lot of criticism, especially when Out 100 is out with there weren't this and this. So I, for they us, I really it, yeah. wanted to ask that question. Mm. So I hope the listeners got something from that. It was a selfish question on my end to say, hey, how do you, you deal know with your <laughs> your criticism? It's
0: a great question. Public. I mean, they've been criticized for not having enough lesbian uh, not outreach, having trans, enough women, color, trans, yeah, all, all, all of it. The criticisms if, everyone gets, yeah, And
1: if you read their history, they've it's been something. But if you're... In media, I have to say you have to be pretty yes. successful to have lasted since 1992, yeah, and to have grown to the largest LGBT magazine. They're very important.
0: Oh, they're uh, force out
1: there. So it was more than an honor to speak with Aaron Hicklin, editor in chief
0: of Out. So now we'll take a quick break. We will. You know, Sia. If you don't know who Sia is, go check her out. You but, might uh, not recognize her, but you'll know who she is. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, she she really doesn't have a face, but no. um, <laughs> she came out with her new album yesterday. Uh, and, uh, this is, this is off of, or two days ago, and this is off of her new album, uh, called This Is Acting, and the song is Bird Set Free. You are back with KYRS, Medical Lake, Spokane, 88.1 and 92.3 FM, and this is Us, Outspoken.
1: Love it. We are back. We're excited to be here. This is a fun show for us. I mean, it was great to, uh, actually get to interview Aaron Hicklin, who is yep. such, uh, influence, on LGBT media you and I now have been in we're in our third year of being part of LGBT mm-hmm. media and so it's kind of fun to talk to those people and to find out plus out magazine is a fun magazine mm-hmm. it really is it's but, it's so
0: fun it, and it has good issues like we said right out 100 very important.
1: they're always a very sleek magazine yes. but it's also it's all great to find out who supports the LGBT Mm -hmm. community, even if they're in the LGBT community. Yes. And we know and appreciate that the only way we get to come in every Sunday is because of the support we get from our community.
0: Outspoken receives support from the Unitarian Universalist Church of Spokane, serving the community with a non-dogmatic religious environment, welcoming all people regardless of race, sexual orientation, gender identity, or physical ability. Information online at uuspokane.org or 509-325-6383. Outspoken receives support from
1: Mediterrano Restaurant, Mediterranean-inspired cuisine featuring fresh Mediterranean, Persian, and Northwest ingredients, serving lunch and dinner daily, and brunch every Sunday. Located in downtown Spokane at 19 West Main Avenue. For more information,
0: 309-3116. Outspoken is funded in part by the Pride Foundation. More information, visit pridefoundation.org.
1: Outspoken receives support from Nine Bar and Bistro, featuring a full bar, food menu, and trivia on Thursday nights. Located at 232 West Sprague Avenue. More information is available at 509-747-1621. So thank you to everybody who supports us. I love that part. We had Grant Ogren on a few weeks ago, who is the president of the board of the Spokane AIDS Network. And he said, so he was in studio with us, and he, he said... He What he found fascinating is that we don't just pre-record those. We just do that live. And, I I fu-
0: and <laughs> that, I, in that moment, I realized, wow, that's such a good idea. I, that Me too. <laughs> I'm like, I did, didn't even think about that. <laughs> so maybe in the future we will. But maybe yeah,
1: we enjoy practicing radio voice. And that yes. lets us practice
0: radio voice. Plus, it's fun to nail them every time. You're right? like, yes, I did it again. And some of them are hard, Ben at Toronto restaurant hard hard to say and hard to say when you're me harder
1: to say when you're (laughs) surrogate
0: and that's why i never say it i did it once and you can go back it was a train shows (laughs) and i don't know what show but listen to all of them and find out That it
1: happens, <laughs> right? Hey, I agree with that's a good idea. Just go listen to all of them. Uh, listen to all of them. You know where you can do that? iTunes. I'm iTunes. just saying. I'm not trying to plug anything, but Subscribe, iTunes. Subscribe, rate, and follow. Right? Make that a five star That's right. <laughs> uh, we do want to finish up our check-in from earlier. Yes. We talked about Book of Mormon. We played you the amazing song. Hello. I'm sorry. Every song in that show, I, I just can't it's help but so love. It's so good. We talked yeah. about Sorted Lives at Spokane Civic Theater. Please go and see that show. Uh, it's not only supporting local local theater, but it's it's just a great show good message Mm -hmm. we talked about the red ribbon gala i think kurt curter i'm looking at our producer through the glass was going to put up the uh he's doing it right now he's putting up the promo it's the first promo of four we four videos we have four promos coming out we scripted them you and i wrote the scripts yes and we get to act in front Mm -hmm. of a camera which you know if you're you're us that's like our favorite thing in the world oh yeah who did someone say camera
0: I know where. Right. Is the so question. anyways,
1: not only is it reminding you that you should mark your calendars and go to the Red Ribbon Gala supporting Spokane Aids Network on February twenty eighth. That's mm-hmm. a Sunday from four thirty to nine thirty. Come watch the Oscars with us. It's also fun to watch us be crazy. Always stay till the end of the video because we put in a little blooper every time. Every time. And there's a really fun blooper that you had. In this one, and it's, it's hysterical. It's good. It's And I great. keep hearing from people. Oh, that's that's I, my favorite part. Great information, but that's my favorite part. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Let's skip the rest of it.
0: Just watch right. the last five seconds. So
1: Kurt's going to put that up. We'll debut it here today. He'll put that up mm-hmm. on our mm-hmm. Facebook page. So go check it out. It's fun. But I'm something else bad. we're doing, because we like to get involved with good
0: things. We do. We're going to be uh, doing the 25-mile bike ride for the... Uh, American Diabetes, American Diabetes Association. Association the mm-hmm. Tour de Cure. I like the name. And Tour de, I know. Yeah. I love Tour it. Tour de Cure. Tour de Cure. Please don't. <laughs> the, the whole Can ride. I wear
1: a beret. Please, when we yeah, do it. <laughs> please,
0: on the ride, just go around wearing a beret and then baguette in your hand. Yeah. Just be like, wee, oui, wee. Oui. Oui, oui. oh, oh. <laughs> Tour de Cure. <laughs> Um, <laughs> <laughs> maybe not. No, um, so we're doing that, and uh, we, we have started training. We're doing uh indoor gym training uh, while it's for the beginning, for yeah. the beginning, while it's still a bit chilly and uh, in some places still snowed in. Uh, so we're, we're starting at the gym. So, you know, last week we did 40 minutes on your easy level this week we're bumping it up to medium for 30 minutes we're doing it. i'm Make so excited sure. i can't tell you here there's a there's a thing you can go online and look at target heart rates and mm-hmm. there's a whole formula calculation easy your heart rate should be uh you know in the lower percentages it should be your 50-70% okay. this should be 70 to 80% oh you're trying to kill yeah. me yeah i know for for for
1: I most found people, it's going to be between
0: level. right. Most people, it's going to be t- between one forty and uh, for one sixty for for the moderate. Yeah. Good,
1: I've been good at because in my easy, which is yep. has been lately, I was in one twenty five range.
0: There you go. So start pushing the 140, 150, so and people, that'll be your your your. We rate. all
1: have busy lives. I get it. I have a very busy life, and I found it's just three days. And, I, yeah, and I'll tell times. you, I had to get them all in yeah. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, but, but I did get them all in. <laughs> yeah. But it's it feels good doing those. So this week, so we've had two weeks before. The last two mm-hmm. weeks were six sessions, basically, Yes. on the the, uh, the bike in the gym, not the one sitting down, the no, one no, where no. actually like it's, a bike station. Yeah, the cycling
0: bike. Yep. Yeah, so
1: it has been f- six all in all, mm-hmm. 40 minutes. Yep. Doing the easy yeah. now, you're saying, "Okay, guys, step it up three three days still,
0: three days still, 30, 30 minutes, minutes, but make it that make one, it that medium that medium, yeah. So which a, typically 140 if that to 160 means heart rate? Do a heart higher pace rate, mm-hmm. pace higher if that means turning up the resistance a bit, turn right. up the resistance, whatever it is to get you. You have to be sweaty. You have to be yes. sweaty. The good on this
1: thing life. is, it's not till May. It's not till May. So we have there's time. time. We have time, but." It, don't be a procrastinator and be like, it's May 1st. I better get on that because it's going to hurt.
0: Well, then, you know, February is just around the corner. That's when we typically, you know, start seeing warmer and warmer days. Uh, It's actually tomorrow February, if you didn't know. I know. And uh, (laughs) we'll (laughs) we'll start seeing warmer days, which means we'll start going outside to ride. I know. And I'm excited about this. And
1: just remember, last year when we did the uh, 5K for the American Brain Tumor Association, everybody who did it with us, you felt really accomplished Mm -hmm. when it was done. So, I will say, we talked to our team member from last year we saw them at sorted lives yes we did and she said, did you say 25 miles? I'm not going to be yeah. available.
0: <laughs> I, love, I love that she's like, 25 miles is a long time in a car. You want me to <laughs> do that on a bike? OK, got it. <laughs> but remember,
1: those of us who never did a 5K in the beginning yeah. were like, it's never happening. Yeah. So don't worry. We're going to convince. I'm getting her boyfriend in on this. We're going to convince her to do it. Yes, we are. So, yeah, I have a friend who has this little backpack that she puts wine in, and she has a little straw. You know, you're <laughs> supposed to use that for water. But I'm you like, hey, do that. you know, hey, if no, it motivates the- you, yeah, do it. I'm, you I'm probably sure. won't end up in the same path as you started. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but I don't know if that's
1: good. The good thing is we are. this is our new health cause and this is yes. our new good organization. So mm-hmm. we are supporting the Tour de Cure. Uh, this week, you're going to hear uh, this uh, next six months, you're going to hear a lot from us with the American Diabetes Association who yes. has teamed up with us officially. We have spoken to their head people uh, to do this. So it's exciting. We're going to have shows. We're going to have nutritionists. We're going to have people. I mean, maybe Nick Jonas, I don't maybe know. I'm just Tom saying Hanks. throwing that out there. Maybe know. Tom Hanks, people celebrities we'll who have diabetes. Yeah. So, anyways, I just want to continue to encourage everybody if you want to join the the training. Sergey's going to be releasing even more training suggestions yes. and some food suggestions. If you want to be officially part of the Outspoken team, you can start first with us and then we'll tell you in the future how to do it with the American Diabetes Association and how we can get you on our team. But in the beginning, send an email to producer at com and say, hey, I want to join the team and get the health tips and, the, and these uh, training tips yeah. from you. Uh, this is my pre-registration <laughs> to be on your team. Mm-hmm. All you have to do is send an email and let the curter know. That that's what you want to be a part of. I would love to see ten people on our team.
0: I would love to see ten you people. You know what that, I mean? would be, that would be fantastic. You know, just riding all together. And the thing is, it's not going to be. We're not going to be riding for the time. I'll no, tell you that much. We're no. riding to ride the twenty-five miles. That's going to be great. If I make it in a week, I'm just happy I did it. And and you will. I know. It right?
1: Oh, I have confidence. <laughs> I'm working hard. Bring a tent. T- yeah, yeah. No, there you bring go. Bring a tent. Uh, remember, Jonathan has diabetes, so. By being a part of it you save my life. Is that enough guilt? Hey, there you go. <laughs> so, yeah. And if you, I mean, if if you, you don't, don't if you don't love me, it's your fault I died. Exactly.
0: <laughs> you're basically killing him. <laughs> All you of are. you're not writing it.
1: Yeah. And you're not killing me softly. It's no. hard. Oh, this is gosh. difficult. Yeah. One, one, uh, one, thing one at a last time. thing. Do you love listening to Outspoken? Do yeah. you? I do. I thought you did. I Kurt love does it. most of the time. Yeah. If you love listening to Outspoken, you love what we do here, guess what? We always have a chance to have interns. We try our best to teach you something mm-hmm. that you can take home and actually use. So yeah, <laughs> sometimes, time, sometimes it's just how Sergey can teach you fashion and I can make you funny. Yeah. Hey. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, but we love the help. It, this show takes a lot of work to do what we do. Yes. So please feel free. You can always send uh, to producer at com your, your thoughts, your resume that mm-hmm. you want to help. We have lots of ways to help out with this from research to um, to actually being involved in helping us with sound bites and all of that. Hey, we welcome the help. And we like to give back to the community. So, hey, go ahead and give us an email if you are interested in being an intern with Outspoken. It's about a six-month program that we do. Yes. And then at the end of the six months, we all decide together, including you, if you want to continue with us and how that would work. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, it's fun. I want to throw that out there.
0: And you know what? Great it's times. a great way to get college credit if yep. you are in college and want the college it's credit. T- that we- is so completely true yeah so we give you we give credit if you if you need it we give credit where credit is due we do give credit where credit is due now um we are going to take one more song break before we go into the official dish but we haven't done this in a while we haven't haven't. done our Adele Sam Smith little (gasps) thing the duo so hashtag Adele hashtag Adele there you go um hashtag team Sam Smith slash Sergey slash the best team he is good but you Um, know you Adele know, Adele is amazing. There's winners also on one funny. side of the of the of the team, and it's my side. <laughs> um, that's okay, though. You know, Adele, Adele is, is
1: so above winners because she's the queen of all things. Oh, okay. So she doesn't even need it. She's like, oh, okay, little boy. Yeah, well, <laughs> no, Sammy, right. okay. Sammy, <laughs> Sammy, you're, <laughs> Sammy. Gu- you're good. You're sweet. <laughs> hey, and by the way, can yeah. they just do a duet? it? I'm just saying. And yeah, if it actually, happens, I, you I called it. Hey, did called you call it. it? I just didn't.
0: But you know what? If they do a duet, then you also are wrong because then your theory <laughs> is completely broken. The theory over there, the same person, which is already wrong anyways. Uh, no, wait, we yeah. haven't
1: seen the video yet. Well, so, it could well, just prove that I'm it's right. It's just their one person. it's yeah. a horrible... <laughs> it just looks like Never Adele in the same drag together. as a guy. Oh, when God. It oh, God. Uh, no, I hate I'm just I love saying. it. I love okay, it. with that big explanation, what are we listening to? We
0: are... G- we're actually going to listen to my favorite Adele song. Now, you heard it here. My favorite Adele song. I
1: heard the word favorite and Adele I'm in favorite
0: there. Favorite and Adele. I do have a favorite Adele song. And it's not any of her recent songs. It's from her first album, 19. Ooh. Um, yeah. When she was 19 years old. Did you know that? When she was... <laughs> How old is she? I, see, yeah, right. it's never hard to remember how old she is because no, just look at her album, album title. She
1: says she, this is the last album, well, by the way.
0: no, 35 will be her last I'm, one.
1: <laughs> I'm I'm with uh, James Gordon who says I, he wants 76 to be the last
0: album. Oh, wow, 76. <laughs> he wants
1: to hear what song she writes at 76. Gosh. I hurt my head today. <laughs> yeah, She's
0: okay. going to pull a share. All right. Uh, this is <laughs> this is going to be Make You Feel My Love by Adele. <gasps> You are back with KYRS, Medical Lake, Spokane, 88.1, 92.3 FM. Can I just say, I love that that's your favorite Adele song because... She keeps saying,
1: that she's gonna make you feel her love. And guess what? That's exactly what happened to you. She's she made you. Feel I feel maybe love, it's a huh? hypnotic song. Maybe you'll
0: see. I guess <laughs> I don't know.
1: But I it is a beautiful song. She does it. Garth Brooks recorded yeah. it way back in the day, and he. See, did and beautiful. maybe that's why
0: it's my favorite is because it's not actually by oh. her. I feel like that's oh. the truth. There, I
1: feel bad for all of my team because I totally walked in there and just laid it out for you to just yeah. get out of it. And you know Sorry, what? Sorry, Josh. All, yeah, there Josh you go. Is on our team, all her other songs. That's I'm like, painful. No, 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 no. I don't know. We know know it's a lie, but still, I shouldn't have set that up for him. I shouldn't have done it. (laughs) (laughs) Something that we're going to do on this show that actually we're going to try to do more often. Yes, is you and I don't have a lot of coffee talk shows. We We don't. Let's face it. What I love is that we've been getting, you know, a lot Mm -hmm. more guests who want to be on the show, and so we have to pack a lot more into our two hours, which is exciting and wonderful. But there doesn't get to be as much banter. As we like Mm -hmm. to have about things that are going on right now in our country, around the world. And we always try to put it in there. But every now and then, we're not going to schedule a main guest in the the last hour like we normally do. You and I are just going to go, oh, I read this headline. What do you think? Remember, we are not political pundits. On the no. show, we are regular guys who like politics, mm-hmm. but just Love everyday politics. everyday people talking about things that we haven't had a lot of time to well, do here's research, the thing. but this is the beginning and it makes us want to research, which I, is what we I, hope to do. You know, do. I,
0: think, I think, in fact, we're more informed than a lot of the people in the general right. public. I'll tell right. you, I, I'll say that we, being involved in politics, and we have been, maybe yes. maybe on a, on a local level, uh, on a state level, but we've been involved, yes. uh, I think that we... Just love, love. We're nerds. We love we to get nerds. in there. We're so, political nerds. So we just we just like you to listen to what we have to think, <laughs>
1: right? And then think for yourself. And then think for yourself. Go out and find yeah. for yourself. One of the things I want to remind everybody: if we are talking about something, especially on a show like this, mm-hmm. and you have a comment to make or you want to be part of that conversation, you are always more than welcome to call in. We cannot guarantee you'll make it on the air,
0: but it never hurts to call. It never does. So
1: you have the studio line. by you, sir, where would they call?
0: They would call at five zero nine. Seven four seven three eight zero seven. And listen, we're going to get all over the board on this hour.
1: Yes. And the first one, which we're going to get into politics because we like it, and hello with the caucus tomorrow in Iowa, it's we about need time, to talk about yes. it because things mm-hmm. are going to get really real mm-hmm. uh, here in the next few weeks. But before that, I want to talk about, on our program in the future, in February, is the YouTube sensation himself, Davey Wavy. Yeah. If, if, you're, you ha- if you
0: if yeah. you haven't seen it, if you're not familiar, go look at him. Uh, go look go look at him. But look yeah, him do, up. Uh, do that. Davey wavy He's he's a fairly popular uh, YouTube. Like one of the LGBT. Most popular, yes. Hundreds of millions of people watch his videos mm-hmm. every day. It's amazing. Yeah, he has a he's lot great. to
1: say. He's very. He's a personal trainer. He's a very entertaining gay man. Yeah, travels the world, and he has a lot to say. And he has uh, leveraged his popularity yeah. into this YouTube channel we're very excited because he's going to be on our show in february so i you know and i like watching davy wavy stuff right so i'm watching it and this week he released a video on basically ageism we have we have touched on ageism on this on this show you know plenty of times i mean especially because you and i come from two different generations it's just a conversation that's going to happen um this is fascinating so davy wavy does this video and he's Basically calling out his fellow young gay men who mm-hmm. say some pretty nasty things about who they consider old men. Yeah. Which basically in the gay community is anywhere 38 and up. Yeah. So, <laughs> Apparently. I mean, it's a thing. And a lot of uh, young gay guys do tend to have some not fun things to say about older gay men. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say it's not always earned. Yeah. I mean, well, there are creepers out there. I get it.
0: Well, then the reverse is true as well. A lot of older oh, men yes. have some not nice things to say about younger oh, people. Yes. And sometimes that is also earned. So, exactly. I know, agree with you it's, completely. It's a problem. So I respect
1: that Davey Wavy, this yes. young, this very sexy uh, young gay man, is saying, hey, my fellow young people. And he cusses a little bit. But yeah. he basically he says, listen, you need to check yourself. You wouldn't even have mm-hmm. that gay club you're dancing in. You wouldn't even have the right to walk down the street holding your boyfriend's hands if Absolutely. it wasn't for the older gay community that paved the way before you. Yeah. So this is a great thing, right? He's calling him out and he's saying, how dare you, you know, get your head out of your nether regions Yes. and let's be more respectful To the men. But this is what I love. So and I respect Davy Wavy for this immensely. Mm -hmm. I love that he's standing up and saying that as an older gay man at 40, which is crazy. Yeah. Um, I get it. I've been affected by ageism. So I love that he's doing this, right? (laughs) But the whole time, like three times in the video, he's saying things like Listen, I get it. I get it. They're old. Yeah. <laughs> maybe they're creepy. I get it. But let's remember the creepy old oh, people yeah. did good things for you. <laughs> Even though it's like, oh, it's, you're doing yeah. so
0: oh, yeah.
1: oh. Okay. <laughs> Here's a here's a punch. So the first time yeah. it happened, you're like, okay, okay. You didn't let yeah. it go. He's doing such good work. And then a few minutes later, no, I do understand that they're old. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> like may, maybe stop. He does it three times. I'm not going to take away the the great thing right. about this well, video because of that, but it was like a minute like Oh so cl- that was so close. Right, exactly. So close. Exactly. Yeah, he,
0: and here's the thing. I think the we like you said, <laughs> there's good work being done by him. There is. I think that's hilarious <laughs> that he says that in a way that I'm like just don't. Uh, why right. why do you have because to? Because here's the thing. You it doesn't you matter if they're old. To. I'm exactly. not
1: telling you to go date yeah. Someone who's out of your, yeah. everybody has attraction, exactly. you know, parameters for them. I'm not saying, well, to prove that you don't have ageism, I need you to have sex with me. No, right. I don't need that. Right. So <laughs> right. I'm not definitely not saying that. So it's funny. I love that yeah. at least someone's standing yeah. up and saying, can we please have a conversation? That's it. And that's it. That's. You Mm -hmm. don't, I don't have to, no one owes anybody anything. Let's just respect each other for who we are and where we are at.
0: And that's important. That's the key. Respect is respect each other. And I think that that's something, maybe, maybe I'm just saying this because, uh, I, I don't see any, I don't experience a lot of ageism, um, myself but i think it's getting to a point where it is the respect of right. you're just another person we are different in a lot of ways but we're also similar in a lot of ways right. let's respect each other as human well, beings but that's
1: people right yeah right like that's, you said. and that's that's people right? as human beings mm-hmm. but i will say i do feel and i could be off base but yep. from my experience i feel like it it happens more in the the bar scene sure 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 just because there's you know well, bars tend to be more there for specific reasons and, there you go or lend reasons, yeah. lend to those reasons which would lend to Mm -hmm. people saying you're creepy or you know all that's happening because in our lives we live our lives in a different different world and there's nothing wrong with the bar world Mm -hmm. at all um it's not as much there although it's there you know we interact with a lot of the youth yes um and it's still there a little bit but isn't that a, a a natural youth thing Right. Oh, I, you're old and outdated. Uh, sure. <laughs> right. Right. right <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Go away, Dad. Kind right. Of thing. Right. Exactly. Well,
0: and I think uh, you nailed it. It's it's the bar scene because the intention there is different. The intention at a bar isn't, hey, let's have a conversation, a <laughs> good professional relationship, and talk Typically, about politics. That's that's, upon it's, no, I want to, you know, be in your pants in yeah. three hours. Yeah. Exactly. So that's and especially that's, the that's gay bars. In. They tend to be more exactly. that way,
1: mm. and nothing wrong with it. We're very yeah. sex positive on the show, but it right. is a thing. But it is this conversation which. Yeah. There is an overall ageism overall in humanity. Um it does tend to be harsh in the gay community because we just are witty and have a really cutting uh <laughs> wit but i know a <laughs> lot do. of uh, a lot of young men who are wonderful and and because i when i re- interact with them it doesn't have to do anything with and that's it yeah with hooking right, up right and i've dated my fair share of younger men it's just that mm-hmm. age never bothers me it's, you have to be legal but um <laughs> because it's more about the person but i get yeah. it so i love the david wavy who has a lot of influence who has a l- large young Huge. male fan base that yes. he has decided to say listen I get it. Maybe mm-hmm, you're not attracted mm-hmm. to someone, but maybe it shouldn't be about you being attracted to someone. It should be respect. Yes. should never there it is. be based on attraction.
0: Yeah. Respect is just respect. And that's, yeah, key. Yeah. There it is. There it is. Respect right? is just respect. Have that as your foundation. So I'm glad that that conversation has started. I'm glad that he's, you know, opening the dialogue there. Uh, speaking of opening the dialogue, uh, I, I, well, I'll take this moment to talk about MacLemore and Ryan Lewis, uh, their song "White Pri- Privilege Too. We talked about it last mm-hmm. week mm-hmm. Uh, and kind of what that means and you know the well, songs very was controversial just released, It it uh, is yeah,
1: you know, a, a week and a half ago. yeah um, so it is still someone asked, this is what's funny about our our day and age. Um, someone actually asked me, like I said, it yeah. was just released about a week and a half ago. It just happened, and I was asked, oh are you still talking about that?" I'm still, sorry, am I yeah. still talking about it?
0: Yeah, it's f- right. And that's it funny needs because... It still be talked about because yeah. it
1: never really has been.
0: No, it hasn't been. That's the thing is we brush it off so quickly. It's like, oh, well, that's <laughs> right? old news. Right. And yet we can talk about, you know, Adele's old... Uh, old, wow. <laughs> Look at me doing that. <gasps> Adele's <laughs> album that was released so long ago for right. months and months and months. And that's months. okay. You're and allowed. that's okay. That's not over yet. But yeah. MacLamore's over. Right.
1: Well, here... And this is what's fascinating. So yeah. to remind everybody, of course, White Privilege 2... Is mm. It's a comment on the Black Lives movement. It's it a is. comment on what do you do when you're a white rapper in hip-hop and yeah. you want to be supportive, but you know your every move is questioned, not only because you're a white rapper, but because yes. you're white. And then how do you stand up for Black Lives if you're not sure if you—it's the uncomfortable conversation it that is. we do not have with each yeah. other about— where we're at, white people and black people, it's still uncomfortable. Mm. We, I had nothing to do with slavery and yet there is still an innate sense of guilt in my DNA because it was a horrible thing. It, absolutely, people. And absolutely, so there yeah. is this, I was talking to you, let's talk about in our real lives and this is real conversation. We're at Sorted Lives. There is a couple of lines because yeah. there's Southern people that are specifically this, you know, you know, white trashy. And one of the lines is something about, oh, talking about Susie May somebody and she dated, oh, she's the one that dated blacks in high school. Yeah. And there was a couple of African-American people there that I could see in my eye line. And I found myself going, do I laugh? I'm going to look. Right, if they right. laugh, I'm going to laugh. What do I? That's the proof to everybody who says we don't need to talk about things and it's mm-hmm. fine that there is uncomfortableness in our community. Right, I've said it before. When a race together came out, and Starbucks did With their Starbucks, whole campaign yes. about mm-hmm. race together, and they wanted to talk and have conversations and convince
0: their patrons, people blew up. Talk, people went insane. crazy. They had a cow everywhere because they didn't want to talk about it. They said, "This is yeah. unnecessary. This is dumb. This is they stupid." You can't make us angry, very angry,
1: and. Down to not just reading these comments in media, but down to people in your very lives
0: and the uh, who were
1: telling you why do you want
0: to talk about it? Exactly. This? The very employees at Starbucks wouldn't talk about it. They would, would refuse. refuse to talk about and it. And I can They'd tell say no. you the
1: Starbucks I frequented, yeah. they didn't I yeah. Hello, we have a show, so I'm curious. Yeah. They didn't want to
0: talk to me about it either. I lived, I still do live with a roommate who works at Starbucks, and the you know his interpretation of it was very similar too. It was like, well, you know, I don't really want to talk about it. If someone does, they can, but this isn't something I want to yeah. delve into while I'm giving you right. coffee.
1: And Starbucks, in the beginning, said to all of their yeah. baristas, "Listen, you don't have to participate." Blah blah blah. In case you're uncomfortable, whatever. But and yeah. it was used as a license for them to just really make it just like no i'm explode yeah Yeah. they made it more of an issue because of that but Mm -hmm. what is the one thing we know just as human beings in having relationships throughout our lives what is the one thing we know when you talk to someone in your life and you're like so i was going to talk and they may have such an angry response mm-hmm. and say, it's not a big deal. Why are you doing it? What is that? That's the first red flag that says, oh, this is a thing. Exactly. This because is you're reacting, yes. this is a deal. Because yeah. if it wasn't a big deal, you
0: wouldn't react. Well, then let's... Yeah, exactly. The song that came out, Macklemore's uh, White Privilege 2, got that response. It got two... It, got, it continues. It got really two sides of it. It was, yeah. wow, thank goodness someone's standing up. Yay for him. But then there's the side that's like, how dare you? You again with your white privilege. You again right. taking you know money from people you're yeah, you're, you're yeah.
1: capitalizing on they said it to him when he did same love exactly. they say it now and i know we've rehashed... hashed what we said last week, but I think it mm. deserves rehashing. So this week, yes. I saw he did an amazing... And if you don't know, he was on NPR and he did an interview mm-hmm. there. It's a great interview. You can mm-hmm. go to NPR and, and look at that. Yeah, that's um, where I originally heard about the yeah, song. Right? Which, oh, yeah. And it's a it's a good it's, interview. It's a great interview. An even better interview is a organization called Color Lines. Yes. And they did a video... And it was a... Talk about an uncomfortable conversation. They did... An interesting conversation, but it's brilliant. About mm-hmm. 18 minutes. Um, we can put that up here a little later as well. About this, Macklemore and Ryan Lewis go out there. One of the things Macklemore and Ryan Lewis discussed prior to, everybody does a press junket. Yep. You have something to promote. They didn't want to do this like a promotion, but they wanted to get out there and talk to the press about this song. About the issue. So they're trying, yes. they, and it's still very delicate. You can watch it, especially in the Color Lines interview, you can watch Ryan Lewis and Macklemore... In the uncomfortable moments. You can see it play in their face of... It's still... They're still learning and, and yeah. they don't... Certain questions are going to be just lent to what could be combative. Absolutely. Um, and and it's and that's watching. going to be a thing. Yeah. I mean, and I'll make it clear, the color lines, uh, the, the man who interviewed them, he was very... I mean, he was great. Yeah. Um, but he wasn't afraid to ask some hard questions of Macmore. One of them is... So are you just going to do a song and walk away? Is that that how you make a difference? Are you going to put your money where your mouth is? Are you supporting organizations? Did you just start supporting them when you did the song, or were you supporting them prior? So it was the hard questions and to talk about hey you know because yeah. the one thing right now is everybody in media all we're really talking about is that iggy azalea is mad
0: yeah and that's the thing it's the drama behind it that we yeah. care about more than the conversation yeah. right yeah and mm-hmm. that
1: takes away from what this song yeah. is if you have not listened to this song go, go do it listen to it because it's a conversation that needs to be had yeah we had a listener write an email and she said You know, I hadn't heard it until you mentioned it on last week's show. I went and listened to it. I went and read the lyrics. And now I'm talking to people about it.
0: There you go. People, it it starts the conversation. You know, I think, uh, although not perfect, what Starbucks did started a conversation, obviously. uh, This song also starting a conversation. And now the interviews yeah, are going to be, you know, big conversation starters.
1: And we would love to think that in society, once we recognize a problem, we can... It's done.
0: Well, yeah. Well, it's a because, conversation's not the solution. No. It's a beginning. Because if
1: you look at it, you're like, yeah. it's a year. And we're yes. still... This is going to be a very slow conversation. Hello. This is a hundred years that we've been needing to have yeah. this conversation. It's a hard conversation. I'm glad it's continuing. But we can't just say why... We can't say, quote, unquote, are you still talking about that?
0: Yeah. That. Yes, I am. And you're one of the questions in
1: that yeah. Color Lines interview that was talked about was... What makes you think you have a right to have a, uh, a comment in this game, you know, as two white guys? Mm-hmm. And I feel like we get asked that a lot by two white guys or just two gay guys and no lesbian. You know, yeah. we get that in certain ways a lot. And he said, because I feel like we started this white supremacy and white privilege as white people. White people started it. White people better be there yeah. to help finish it yeah. because it needs to be an overall conversation. And, and the reporter even said there needs to be more... Where we get together and have that, uh, I'm nervous because I don't want to offend yeah. you and the other person. Are they mad at me? And but we need those mm-hmm. to to move forward. And it has to get out of as the NPR reporter stated, out of the comfortable words, out of the everybody's so afraid. Let's use the right word. Let's get rid of all of that and talk about the real emotion of I don't. I'm scared and I don't understand all of because I can only understand from a white person's point of view. Yeah. But I know we have to have this conversation, but can we come together and,
0: but the thing is, and the, do that? Right, and like you said, the problem has the two sides to it. So if it's just, you know, oh, you can't, you know, you're you're a white guy, you can't really understand this, you have no conversation here, you have no voice here, that's not really right because uh, if, if it's two sides, then it's blacks versus whites. And I don't want to say I mean, that's the problem. that it's, you know, that yeah. distinct or that that's the clear, you know, line that divides us. But that's the problem, like we see overall. And so, you know, you mm-hmm. have to have both sides talking. So, anyone and everyone should be talking about this. And can this.
1: we talk? There is a way that this does tie into what we just spoke about yeah. in ageism. The fact is, it has to come down to people trying to figure out together, first of all, recognizing you're right, there's a problem mm-hmm. here, mm-hmm. acknowledging that is why people, there are more privileges that are just automatically afforded to you yeah. uh, for being white. And how do we move forward and go, how do we have this conversation? Right. How do we, right. you know, and so how do I get uncomfortable with you? Mm-hmm. How can we do that? Any healthy relationship has uncomfortable conversations because it's the only way you survive. Absolutely, You know what I mean? So that's what's fascinating. I will tell everybody that we are working on having a panel discussion about this. We are. We are reaching out to the current chapter president of the NAACP um, to have, so we can be two white guys in a conversation. And that's not enough. It's our conversation here, and we'll have a bunch of people in the room. But at the same time, that should be you out there's goal, than to have them on your own. Because this is all right. we can do is what's in this room. There needs to be a lot more. And
0: here's it. the thing: like that question was asked to Mclemore, is mm-hmm. this it? Are you just going to have the right. conversation? Are you going to listen to the song, talk about it, and say, "Hey, good"? No, we need to get involved. You need to continue these talks. You need to do something about it. Um, in the very least, you know NAACP. There's a local chapter. Go become a member. Go sign up. Go see how you can get involved. Even if you're not a member, there's always something right. to be done. So go And I'm gonna that
1: read a, a listener comment. And listen, you like we said, you can call in if you want to be part of any of the conversation from ageism in the LGBT community to This, Macklemore's white privilege too, but uh, one comment from a listener is, I think that as white people, it's important we start the conversation as well with our entire community. It is important that the Black Lives Matter activists know that we are listening. And I think that's right. We get nowhere if there are no people to support us. If there are no allies. Mm-hmm. You know, if we did not have heterosexual allies within the LGBT movement, we actually would not be here. Sure. Today. We need everybody to come together. It needs to be about that. So, yeah, you know that, that is the goal. Uncomfortable, I get it. But uncomfortable is where we grow as humans. Exactly. Beings. Well then I
0: I just wanna say that uh uh you know, when people make comments like you're just doing it for the money Right. Um, those things set us back, and for Macklemore's sake, I know that uh a line in one of his songs is, "If he wanted to do it for the money, he'd be an effing lawyer." Right. Um, right. So there you go. I, I don't think that he's doing well, it for the money, and I, I, I think that I have this his, qu- his 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 track record has not shown us that.
1: I have this question right now, yeah. and it's one that. That I'm listening. I'm reading all these interviews. I find it fascinating. I want mm-hmm. to be. I want to learn. I always. My goal is to be a better human being. Um, one of the things I have to say for looking at all the flack and praise that Mclemore is getting, I am. Con- I am concerned also on the level of uh, expectations we have of artists. Yeah, I love that Macklemore does what he does, but we act as if he. You know, that we're not even concerned that he he makes music that he loves that makes money. Yeah, And he absolutely. needs to do that, and that is great, and I support that. And I love that he's doing—he has done important songs that he has continued that conversation. But now I feel he becomes a lightning rod to attack him for the art. That is his job as an artist to Absolute, comment yeah, on yeah. society. And now we're saying— you shouldn't comment on society. It was said at the Grammy Awards when he was there. It was said for with the same love when it was released. It's being said about white lives or uh, white privilege too. Um, it's being said constantly. And do we have a right to tell an artist, mm-hmm. do we really want it to be cookie cutter pop? You yeah, know, this fortune, is what you can and can't do. In here, yeah. That's the whole reason he's calling out people like Miley Cyrus, Iggy Azalea, Elvis Presley, yeah. and and he says and pointing his finger at himself. Listen, we're all borrowing from something, and we're being negligent in it because we don't want to know where it mm-hmm. came from. We're not interested in the history of hip hop. We're yeah. not interested in respecting because we're interested in where just our doing... art began. Yeah, absolutely, he's, and he absolutely. even says it's not that those songs aren't fun and important. One critic wrote this week, mm-hmm. but the song's not fun sometimes. That's not the purpose, right? Right. We're so we're arts. so
0: used to the fun songs, the we want it, catchy, the dancey. We the, want all it that. easily mm-hmm.
1: consumable by the masses,
0: right? But we don't
1: want to learn anything from. And that's it. not exactly. But isn't there well, room art is. in yeah. art for both? I think so. You know what I mean. I still think we need as human beings to be Absolutely. Yeah. to acknowledge and respect why we are where we well, are. Isn't
0: art both? Isn't art you think about it and you celebrate? Art is so many different things that but you will tear you, a person up for yeah.
1: making them do the the oh it's so easy for you and then we'll tear them up for trying to do something serious. Yeah, they can't win they for can't losing. Win. Mm-hmm. And, that, and I, like Macklemore says, that's where the process breaks down. Shouldn't it be about the conversation it causes, not about yep. I need
0: to blame someone. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And I think yeah. we
1: live in a culture of blame. I think we it's do, too. It's easier.
0: I think we do, too. I'm just saying. And it, it is a lot easier. So, okay, let's let's take a quick break and play a Macklemore song <laughs> since we're do. talking about him. Let's do that. Uh, and then we'll come back with more. We're going to be playing a song from his last album uh, called 10,000 Hours. You are back with KYRS Medical Lake Spokane at and 92.3 FM, and this is Outspoken. We're back. This is your heavy show. This is heavy. Because
1: we're talking about a lot of things. And the thing is, there's a lot to talk about, so we kind of we re-rush a little bit. We welcome yes. phone calls if you have anything to say. We have been enjoying the emails that you're sending, and I try to read comments as they come in. Um, these are... These are good things to talk about. Mm-hmm. And they're conversations that can't. Our show has two hours every Sunday. And we're talking to you about things that probably should be a conversation that lasts longer. To do that, this is a great way to start conversations in your own in your own living room. Just saying.
0: Just That's tune in, listen, and then talk.
1: Exactly. One of the things that... Uh, and so, wait. First of all please listen to white privilege too, please and then talk about it with your friends and then call us and let us know what you think. Send us an email. That'd be great. So moving on to even more meaty stuff, I think it's time for Sergey Grinken and Jonathan Sheffield, your outspoken boys, to bring you the CCE Sports Network
0: Sports Minute. I think it's about time. I know, and let's talk. Super Bowl's coming. It is. It's this month. It's just Seven. in a week from uh-huh. now, and uh, so next Sunday we're going to be watching it. You know, we'll I'll probably watch the Puppy Bowl in, <laughs> y- it, you know, and the Super Bowl at the same time. Right, kind of both. Kinda switch well, around.
1: one of my teams is in there, Denver. Yeah, it's going. You know, I grew up. Down in Colorado, mm-hmm. the Broncos are my team.
0: Yeah, they lost how many years ago? Got it. Let's not talk about that. Okay. <laughs> to whom? Hey, oh, the, I was a Seahawks big fan during it. the Elway years. That was yeah. the most <laughs> exciting time to be a
1: Broncos fan. Uh, uh, it's still a lot of fun. It but is. Let's yeah. talk this year, February seventh, Super Bowl. It's going to be held in the what was once called by a magazine a long time ago the gay capital of the U.S. Right. San Francisco. It is in California, which has LGBT protection rights across the entire across state. The state. Yeah. So praising for that. But there's a controversy coming up.
0: Right. Well, here's the thing. Next year, in 2017, they're going to be in Houston, which is the largest city without any any, any LGBT protections. And in a well, state. A lot we're just repealed. Exactly. Let's talk about by that. hero. <laughs> yeah, and by in that. a state that has no protection. So San Francisco, probably the, arguably the Gay, gay friendliest city, right? Uh, in a state that's very gay friendly, you know, very, very okay with that. Now, right. next year they're going to Houston, not at all. And that so that started a conversation. So
1: the NFL yes. has a quite a reputation of, you know, not really caring, right? <laughs> um, right. And they have Brushing tried. They have tried to work on a little bit, especially with the whole Michael Sands incident that kind of made them have to look even harder at inclusion and being more open about pro LGBT athletes. Um, Here's the thing that's going on. People are saying, NFL, you're huge. Shouldn't it be, as we talked to the Olympics about and other big venues, shouldn't you have a responsibility in making sure whatever city that you go to is good on, hello, in the world, we make sure they have good human rights yes. uh, history, um, and that does include LGBT people. Mm-hmm. So shouldn't the NFL also basically vet the city better and say, is this a city we want to as the NFL support? Because you're bringing in, if you bring the NFL there, you're bringing that city a lot of money. Yes. A lot of tourism all activity is happening yeah. there. So shouldn't you have yeah. a responsibility to make sure that all the fans can feel welcome mm-hmm. and be treated welcome as they come. Now, the fact is a lot of people are saying gay fans aren't protected there. Businesses can turn them away. Yes. Now, whether they legally. will or won't, we don't know. But legally, they are protected to do those things. So aren't yeah. you doing a disservice to your gay fans and what is the NFL the NFL refuses to change the they're, city from and Houston. here's
0: the thing i think until the NFL makes it a, a big priority on their list they're going to keep doing things like this where they say yeah well we care but you know we're not going to move but isn't that it's a too corporate inconvenient. thing is it, it is it's just
1: and I, so i don't know because they don't can,
0: care about the people they care you know, about the bottom line they
1: care about the money exactly. and isn't that really how these bids yeah. for things like the NFL and go happens, through yeah. who's going to pay us the most who's going to give us the most incentives right. to bring the super bowl there right so I do think we have a right to ask the CEOs of big places like in the NFL to be more human. Yeah. But we can't be shocked that they aren't. It doesn't mean we excuse them. No, absolutely. Yeah. But they're not. And I don't think... So I don't know if we can... I don't know. I think something has to change. And we've known it in the NFL for a while. Little small changes are happening. It is not enough.
0: We need to change the... Entire way they look at people in the yeah, LGBT we, community. Yeah. That's
1: really important. So they go from this year is great to next year it's not going to be so right. great. And I'm sorry, Houston is on my bad people radar, anyways, uh, because of the whole hero thing that went down right. last year. Um, and, you know, well, they have Anise Parker, who is an out lesbian mayor, but yeah, even she is not enough there. And, she, and, and her to make comment sure those was, you happen. know,
0: they were taking the high road, but it slipped through, which, you know, I think that. Her job was to do a bit more to pr- to make yeah. sure it doesn't go isn't through. isn't the
1: high road the silent road? Isn't right. that going, you know, I'm going right. to apologize for being gay right now because I just want to make sure we all get along. Um, it's a little less about getting along, a little more about
0: what doing what's right. Exactly. It's yeah. a little bit more about that. So now, what do you think? Do we have I think, a right? Here's the thing. I think here's what the NFL has to do. The NFL, if it's not going to leave Houston, at least it's a big enough thing that should put enough pressure on Houston to bring back those lgbt right non-discrimination rights i mean if nfl is not leaving at least take the you know the decency to make sure houston we are going to require you to you know bring back these laws or put enough pressure that they do
1: can i can i I say it yeah will you let me say this cheesy line do it because houston Houston, Mm -hmm. we have a problem (laughs) and i heard it coming
0: i knew you're gonna say it And i know it's the it's the
1: you know it's gonna happen it's too easy but it's fun yeah
0: This is what we're all So about. here's the Fun. thing. Do we
1: have a right to ask the NFL to do this? What do you think?
0: Yeah, I know absolutely. What I, think. I, think, I think it's a requirement of us to ask. Right. If you watch the Super Bowl, if you like a, a sports team, a, a football team, if you like anything that has to do with the NFL, it is your requirement to make sure they know that you, are that you are represented as a
1: fan. Yeah. And that you are protected. And this does say, it sends a message yeah. that, okay, no, we love that you're our fans, but we don't care. Right? That's exactly <laughs> We're what it says. We're not going to protect you. Yeah. So, but the question goes out to you as listeners. Listen, I know, you know, the Super Bowl's coming. A lot of you are avid fans of football and especially the Super Bowl. What do you think? Do we have a right to ask the NFL to make more of a stand to vet the cities that they send the Super Bowl yeah. to to make sure that all fans' rights are Protected. I think it's
0: a legit question. So that was us with your Sports Minute. Exciting. With CCE Sports Network. So there you go.
1: You know, that makes, that brings to an interesting conversation that we continue to watch and, and talk about, which is laws.
0: Yes, laws, lots of them that easily well,
1: can repeal.
0: They can. It's it's now kind of for a lot of states uh, the off season for uh, the legislature. You know, it's not it's not the big year. It's the it's the smaller. I, I, I don't know what they call it. You know, the smaller year where they kind of just amend laws. It's not the initial right. cycle. Um, right. But we have a lot of laws. You you have to understand that the state legislatures and you know nationally we're going into see uh legislative season we're doing budgets we're doing laws we're passing them we're arguing them they're going on and the floor. most people pay attention yeah but there you go yeah
1: most people don't because listen i i have a lot to do in my life yeah. I, you know i have to make sure the dog is fed and walked and i've got to go to work for 40 hours yeah. and then i <laughs> got to do my other things and i get it yeah but do every those things day bills are being being brought to mm-hmm. your state government to be looked at every day and you may think it'll all be fine and good Washington, we have uh, marriage equality here. Yes. We have protections on private private and public sectors mm-hmm. to make sure that we are protected as LGBT people. So we feel good. And we've had them there for a while. So everything feels good. But let's talk about Indiana that happened last year when the, the beginning of the RFRAs were happening, the Religious Freedom Reformation Acts, which were a way— were a direct response to the Supreme Court giving uh, marriage equality across the land to the LGBT people. So the response was to have these religious liberty laws to say, well, I should be exempt from following the law because I have deeply held religious Religious beliefs. beliefs. What the RFRAs across the country do are basically find a loophole and strip our rights away in what they consider... uh, a legal way to do it because these people are religious. Exactly. So in other exactly. words, it's it's really just saying I have the right to ignore what the law is. Mm-hmm. I think those are a problem. Well, of course Indiana Was doing a huge one last year. It was the
0: center of it all. And it was
1: big. Big corporations everywhere were standing up and threatening to pull out of Indiana. Exactly. Boycotting Uh, and all that. Yeah, And we're not going to do it. Angie's List was one of them, one of the largest uh, corporations out there. Yeah. They were saying, no. We're going to pull. Mm -hmm. We're going to pull because that's what a horrible thing. Well, okay. So no one's that. We got past that year. It was backed away. Governor Pence was an idiot. He had some uh, lots of very uncomfortable interviews where he came off. Not looking very bright. No. So he backed down really no, quick. right. Guess what's happening this year?
0: They're doing round two and this this time you know last time it was it was smarter. very very in the you know in the works of it you couldn't really tell it was supposedly a gay uh non-discrimination ordinance they pil- piled it in there did little exemptions every once in a while this is a super RFRA as they're calling it um, but it's quiet it's exactly because no one's paying attention there's but there's way 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 more loopholes there's way more mm-hmm. exemptions it's a if it were to pass it would be a much much higher. Harder, more comprehensive. Yeah. Yeah. And so it actually already passed uh, one of the committees and it's going it's going to be, you know, pass the rules in uh, whatever board and then Mm -hmm. going on to the floor of the Senate.
1: And here's the thing going on. The problem, though, this time is, you know, we just talked about all the corporations who got up in arms and got very loud. It's not happening this time. Mm-hmm. You don't hear those. So a lot yep. of people around the country, if you don't have a job like ours where we need to kind pay of attention. look at what's mm-hmm. going on and we pay attention to all the news sites that give us things in the gay community uh, and we see these things in Indiana, kind of hears it. It's being really laid low. This is a big year for Pence. It is. Because re-election. Mm-hmm. Now, last time he went for the election of governor in yeah, two thousand twelve, he mm. only beat the, um, Democratic, the Democratic candidate, candidate yeah. by a very small percentage. 3%. Just 3 And that's... Yeah. Scary. So So, he knew this year. Yes. This time, I should say. He knew this time, okay, I've got to... So he's decided, I'm going to be hardline it with the Mm -hmm. Christian right Mm -hmm. because they're going to get me reelected. And he's put in a lot of sweet little deals for businesses. He did. Which keeps the corporations a little quieter
0: Right, exactly. But here's the thing. In Indiana, like it is in in, uh, much of the country, uh, LGBT rights are actually... Supported by the majority, so mm-hmm. you know it's interesting to see this because this could be either Pence's way of basically buying back his his seat as governor, mm-hmm. or it could be his biggest fall down. Because here's here's the citizens, the people who are yeah. actually going to elect you, the citizens, seeing that you are being you know kind of a a bad person. You I are. will say that You're I can't not being I can't, I can't say being. the real word that you are being, right. but you know <laughs> you are not being. A great guy. but here's, and, uh,
1: That's the how politics yeah, is played, though, because you exactly. just said it. Yes, the majority. But why is it in a state like yeah. Texas, where 70% of the population polls show are actually supportive of rights for LGBT people, yes. but is, is one of the worst offenders of having no rights for LGBT, LGBT people? And what that shows mm-hmm. is there's this disconnection when it comes to those we let represent us and us taking a conscientious support of those that represent us because there's no guarantee. Obviously, Texas proves it. Even though the majority in Indiana agree that there should be no RFRA that takes away the rights of LGBT people, there's no guarantee they're going to go and Absolutely tell their yeah. people they don't want to be represented like that.
0: Well, that's the, the weird game. It, it is a weird game. You know, it's, it's fascinating how easy it is for us to buy votes nowadays. Mm-hmm. And that's what they're doing. They're buying these votes mm-hmm. because so many people are either, you know, this company supports them. They must be great. The company's obviously gotten all these incentives Mm -hmm. or they listen to, like we say, the uh, the ads, all the campaign promises and all that exposure is huge. So it's it is a game. Right it now. is a game,
1: and it's not a good game because the American game, people no. have stopped being part of the process. Yeah. Either they're disenfranchised and they say they really have no voice, yeah. or they just don't care because they're living their daily lives. Yeah. The problem is we are all part of this great experiment called democracy, mm-hmm. and it is a great experiment that has been around for you know, a couple of centuries, yeah. but if you don't participate in that experiment, then it doesn't matter. And then when it falls down around you, who do you have to blame? Yeah, And so my question, and we've said it on the show over the last three years many times, which is we can't get even complacent in Washington we because can't. it can easily be taken away. There are three bills there are right, right now currently. that currently affect LGBT people. Yeah. And if you don't pay attention, they can get through and then what? Yeah, And they come from the very small. Let's talk they about do. the pride flag. Yes. I mean, we're looking at Representative from Kennewick. Brad Clippert. he is also... Uh, he's a piece
0: of work, this guy. He's a piece <laughs> yes. of work.
1: Piece of work. That's, yeah. I'm, okay, I'm going to stick with it's that. It's an understatement. There's other exactly. things. Yeah. <laughs> There's, There's other things he's of. Four more of. words we'd put in <laughs>
0: there, but we can't. <laughs> well, what's he doing? He Okay, so he basically... All of the laws that he's passing, well, not all of them, but he's, he (laughs) He signs or sponsors all of these anti, yeah, (laughs) anti LGBT laws. He wants us, uh, no more LGBT, no more rainbow flags in Seattle. You can't fly. Because right now, on, on the ferries. On the ferries. You can't fly these LGBT flags. And, you know, because Seattle obviously is such a gay, city it's a yeah, very it's a lgbt friendly, positive city yeah. um, after all the uh you know the supreme court decision they had it on the uh the space needle they had yeah. it all over the place they had him on the ferries on the ferries and he sued yeah well he, well he didn't sue he wrote a complaint he made a big he deal made about a it. Call, he even, made a phone call he made a phone call said you can't he fly demanded these.
1: that they take the flags down
0: because that's a government well, his his thing was it's a government-owned property. It's, you know, right. it's 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 mm-hmm. a public thing. You can't put and it on And he
1: figured he could throw his weight with the fairies yeah. because they're smaller deal than saying Space S- Needle, space take needle. it down. Right. So he called them directly yeah. and demanded. He said it was a polite conversation. Other reports I've read were not so much. Right. Um. And he said, don't do it. So this year he's decided, well, fine, now I'm mad at you. So he introduces the bill that's in the Senate right now. Yeah. And he says that there should be a law where the ferries, which are public transportation, can't show any flags unless they are Stars and Stripes, Washington State, or their maritime signals. Right. Nothing else. Because he figures, I might as well just take away all fun (laughs) just to make (laughs) sure that my way is given. Yeah. What? And, and that is a very small bit. I get it. It seems small, but if you give a little ground, mm-hmm. you'll lose a lot.
0: Right. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's just the fairies, you know, what six of them that, that right. are in the Puget Sound. But and I agree, it's a, it's I think it's funny to me personally that he's making such a big deal of it of it that he's putting a bill in the Senate. This right. is supposed to be the set you know, the Washington state legislature where we deal with real problems like right. funding education, health care. Right. right marijuana uh, dispensary right now. That's, uh, that's a big deal. Yeah, we have to figure we cut, out. Do we take them lower? Do we? Yeah. Washington State has one of the most unfair tax codes in the world. Why are we not looking at that? Uh, why are we not dealing we with that? why are
1: we wasting time with- On ferries and flags? Put a, yeah. Putting a flag wow. on the ferry. I don't understand wow. that. Yeah. But let's talk about what even more fun. So there's also- The bathroom bill, as as we call, which is again a trans non discrimination uh, bill. Yes, yeah, and you know they're trying to repeal it. It's on the floor right now. It's It's already passed part of Senate. Yeah,
0: it's passed the committee. It's going on to to two two committees. Yeah,
1: past two committees. It's going to the floor.
0: It is soon. Yeah.
1: If that happens, then it, you know yeah. these inclusive bathrooms, and they But see, this is where I say politics is like a virus, right? <laughs> to to, for lack of a better term, because it lear- It's a smart virus. It is. It learns it is. and it changes and it moves forward. They have taken a lot of cues from the hero law down in Houston because they the started strategy, the yeah. fear mongering that mm-hmm. happened there. All of a sudden, they have people coming to hearings. Yeah. And I I swear, a lot of these people they have pulled specifically to talk about how if we allow trans people, if especially if they're female or male to female, they're just really men wanting to be in a dress. If we allow men, quote unquote, in the bathroom, there's going to be sexual assault. And so they're bringing that fear. All these, yeah, the fear, which has nothing to do
0: Mm -hmm. with what Mm -hmm. this is. uh, What this is really about, exactly. Well, here's the thing. Uh, Out of Seattle, one of the HRC people over uh, in Seattle's uh, Human Rights Commission. Said there are already extensive laws, very carefully monitored, that that make it very illegal to have sexual assault in bathrooms. Right? Is that not it's enough to say no sexual assault in bathrooms? And especially
1: Why are we when attacking we're like, attacking the has trans nothing community. nothing to do with
0: this. Especially when there is zero, zero cases on record of a trans person in having the any sexual US. assault, exactly in a bathroom that they are. Yeah. The uh the corporate that of. has
1: nothing to do with it. Exactly. But that's the thing. What we do is we don't deal with facts when we talk about politics. Right. We deal with whatever way I'm going to convince you because I am mm-hmm. convinced this voter isn't going to do any research. Absolutely. And so I'm going to I'm going to play on your fear yeah. because that's how we're going to get this through. Well, and that's a problem.
0: That is a problem. We and we have not talked about how many times do trans people get beaten up in a bathroom because they don't fit yes. in there. Mm-hmm. That is a problem. We're not looking at that side. No. Also, to everybody who says we're going to have all these sexual assaults, if somebody wanted to, wanted to sexually assault someone in a bathroom, they would not not go through hormones, treatment. They would not put on a dress. They wouldn't have to pretend that they are a different gender to go in there and sexually assault you.
1: Because they're not going to pay attention to the gender sign on the door. They're not going to. And it doesn't matter what's there because it has nothing to do with. There it is. Nothing.
0: And also, somebody is now trans. Mm-hmm. They don't have, you know, they they don't have hormones, but they are definitely a female. Mm-hmm. They don't have female DNA. As I was like to say, what are you right. going to DNA check right. them right is there, there, and be there? A blood test a, at every door, a bouncer at every do- right. a, at every bathroom. What is this? Right? Why this is, is it g- about insane. the fear mongering now? And so,
1: and what's even more insane is yep. in a state that has enjoyed protections over yes. a decade, over a decade. Look what happens yep. if you're not paying attention they can go through we even have our own version of an rfra yeah. bill that is in the in uh our senate right now yes as well yeah these things get written every day if they we're do. not they diligent do. they yeah. go through right
0: right exactly here's the thing yes they're just in the beginning process yes it's just growing yes they still have to pass the senate they still have to go to the uh house floor of representatives okay. have to be you know signed by the governor all of these are hurdles, but the thing is, they're in there. There are people working against you every day, every day and day. night, tirelessly, yeah. trying yeah, to take your rights up. away exactly. in our very state. yeah.
1: Remember, we've said it again, it's not over, just because mm-hmm. if we don't take part of how the laws work... In our own state, yes. they can very easily change. The RFRAs, are, I believe, are our most dangerous opponent right now I think for so. LGBT yeah. laws around the country because it uses that veil of religious liberties, yeah. which I think I'm done with. Yeah, it's a personally. dangerously and we all need brilliant way with. of them doing it. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Well, this brings us to what's what probably more voters turn out for than any other is the presidential, presidential. election. Mm-hmm. This is the year. The caucus in Iowa is tomorrow. Yes. It's going to change a lot of the way the that we move forward, mm-hmm. because especially in the Republican Party, because it's going to show where the Republican National Committee is going to throw more of their support behind before they make their final decision. It really does look like it's going to come down to Ted Cruz and Donald Trump. Donald it, Trump exactly. is still the highest in the polls. He
0: elbowed his way all the way back there. He and did. You know what? He, he Like we heard, he missed the Fox debate. He had his On own purpose. thing. purpose. He didn't miss On it. On purpose. He right, said, you, I'm not doing it. skipped it,
1: yeah. Because Megyn Kelly is part of it.
0: It's crazy. It's going to be crazy.
1: Well, can I say, this is my question. So, you know, I'm already afraid because I don't understand. Yeah. It proves that I don't believe our country is thinking mm-hmm. because I don't understand how Donald Trump gets so far up in the polls. Yes. So that scares me. I agree that politics needs to change, mm-hmm. and but I don't understand this, why we support someone who's so blatantly hateful. Right. And well, so I think it's, you know... And
0: here's the thing. I think, like you said, politics need to change. I think that reflects the vast majority of the United States citizens. I think yes. we're all ready for a change, big change, mm-hmm. huge change in politics. The question now is... Which change are we going to have? Are we going to have Donald Trump change? Right. Are we going to have Bernie Sanders change? Right. Are we maybe going to have, maybe Hillary Clinton brings in some change. Right. Uh, or Ted Cruz. I, I think they're definitely still Here's part of the my whole question. system. Like but I never have a problem with legit
1: conversation, especially if yeah. there's a legit Republican candidate yes. who I think is actually not crazy and a legit Democratic mm-hmm. candidate and they're having real conversations. I get that. This is my thing. So we've yeah. all watched, <laughs> we've all watched the circus That is Donald Trump. I'm watching. So I watched uh, live televised uh, on CNN of Donald Trump's uh, one of his speeches in Iowa yesterday um, because, of course, everybody's in Iowa now because the caucus is tomorrow. And I'm listening more closely to his to his speech because people are saying he's tightening up the ship a little bit. Right. And I still have this. And it just raised more concerns. Not once. Okay, he talks everywhere. There is no agenda to a speech. There There never has been, but it was more clear for me in this one because I'm Mm -hmm. paying close Mm -hmm. attention. He goes all over the place. Mm -hmm. What I noticed, though, is he never, not one time, does he ever have facts or a plan. Yeah. I hear a lot of, well, I will never let this happen. But then there's nothing saying why. Why do we expect all of our other candidates to come out and say, well, this is what I would What's do. What's your plan? and exactly. health plan and this. How but do you we fund let, it? How do you yeah. all these things? But we mm. let Trump do things like, you know, they just voted that they're getting a new Air Force One. It's going to cost quite yeah. a lot of money, like $3 yeah. billion, I believe. Huge. He is saying, if this was his his part of the speech. Do you think I would have made a deal that large? Don't you think I would have made a better deal? Everybody cheers and then he moves on. I'm like, that doesn't tell me anything. Nothing. What do you mean?
0: Do you- in fact, in fact, I don't believe you'd make a better deal. No, I've, I believe you would spend more money on that. Right. Just just knowing who you right? are. Right. He's like, yeah. I would have voted against that,
1: but he never once in all of these things he says. Oh, he also says this yeah. in, his, in his speech. And I will, you know, I'm going to repeal the Affordable Care Act the minute I'm in there. What are you going to do? Yeah.
0: What's the I am
1: going to introduce something different. What? Yeah. Bernie Sanders, we required to release what his plan would be. And he, and did, he did. Extensively. And I, don't, and I don't agree with all of it, but he released it yeah. because we expect that of our other candidates, but we're letting Donald Trump get a slide. Why? And right. that's when I sat there going... How do you even know what you're gonna get if you vote for this yeah. man? And is that a wise vote? Yeah. And what is wrong? What does that say about the US that we are so disenfranchised that we don't care anymore? Mm-hmm. And we'll just he says things that people don't want to hear. Yeah, and shouldn't. Yeah. There you go. There's a difference between saying things don't people yeah. don't want to hear and saying things that are make you a horrible human
0: being. And he's in the latter. He is in the latter. Exactly. He you know, just because you Shouldn't say it doesn't mean you right. should go up there and say right? it, really. There that's, are better that's options. That's kind of the bottom line. And
1: I get that people are tired. Uh, trust me, I'm tired of business as usual in, in Washington, but there's there's a problem there. But we so, don't want
0: to ruin business at all. Exactly. We don't want to just tear it all mm-hmm. down.
1: Well, Ted Cruz is hoping to capitalize on Republicans who are thinking Yeah. and uh, go in there. And then we have, yeah. of course, the race that we're all watching, which is going to be Bernie Sanders, Sanders and Hillary and Clinton. Clinton yeah. They are neck and neck yeah bernie sanders has lost no steam no, even no he's we have gained gone, steam both sides have gone a yeah. little more on the attack yeah um bernie sanders was asked in a recent interview because mm-hmm. his i mean they say he's a democratic socialist because andy has a lot of changes and he was asked point blank you keep getting asked do you think that you can do this much change why aren't you incrementalizing yeah. it A term we've used here before. Why aren't you going smaller? Don't you think it's too much? And finally, Bernie, and he's been being asked this for months, he's been called out on it by Hillary Clinton, and he finally says, no, I don't think it's too much. And I think that we have been sold a bill of goods that tells us it's too much. Then we have Hillary Clinton, who is a strong candidate with experience who is at saying I am willing to change mm-hmm. I am going to take a more moderate view she's hoping a moderate view is what's going to get her more of the votes right right um, and it could and it could and they have very interesting conversations and yes. debates there's going to be I think four more mm-hmm. um coming up here between the two and I want to watch every single one of them yes, out of the I the do. two yeah. let's out of the two parties I just find that there's more actual discussion going on in the democratic side so I think I'm going to call it I think we're going to see O'Malley finally pull out
0: yes I you know I would as much as I like the guy, let's, like just, let's just not really steal votes him. from the other two people. And he's going to have to pull. I think we're he's going to wait till after the caucuses. I think so too. You know, it happens tomorrow. We're going to start
1: hearing those yep. results. Yeah. I um. I do. I don't know who it's going to be between no. Hillary and and it's Bernie. Close.
0: You know, polls show uh, Bernie being three percent behind. But the thing is, polls at this point in Iowa have a five percent uh, error margin. So we don't. We it's too close to call. Uh, New Hampshire. Bernie's showing that he's uh, you know, ahead of Hillary. Right. South Carolina Hillary is much ahead of Bernie. But you know what? It's too early to call. We're going to see a lot tomorrow. Tomorrow's a big day for us. It's
1: going to be a very big day. And it's an important day. And honestly, as much as uh, politics can get a bit uncomfortable, as we've talked about in these last two hours, it's important because it affects your life whether you want to say and admit yeah. that it does right. or, or doesn't. And uh, normally I say, <laughs> vote for who you want you know as long as you do your research and but i'm just going to change a little bit and say do your research and vote for who you want, unless it's Donald Trump, and then that means you should just stay home.
0: Just don't vote. <laughs> right. Just leave the country, please. <laughs> just right. go somewhere. I just gotta go out on a limb yeah. and say it. <laughs> just gonna, that's
1: just gonna be. We're going This is the only time we're gonna go away yeah. from that typical right. thing. Re-
0: rethink your strategy first. Exactly. All right. Well, you know what? It, our show has come to an end. Uh, this has been a wow, a fun, a show. very filled show. Needs to I be like it. Like five more hours. I, I agree. <laughs> I could. I have so many notes. Well, we're gonna. Have we're halfway more through in it. the future. Um, So anyways, we will see you next week. Uh, Stay tuned to more great programming here on KYRS.